The Dallas Stars offense has been struggling, and today we ask the question, is it time to reunite Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan and see if that can help get the team back on track? We'll talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy there, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, February 21st. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. If you're new to the show and watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You can also leave a follow, a subscription on your favorite podcasting platform. The greatest way to help the show out is leave us a five-star rating or review or leave a like and comment on the YouTube page. Thank you guys for the continued support. As we continue to trudge through, through this point of the season, waiting for the Stars to get back on track offensively, but also having to wait several days uh, in between games, not stars haven't played since Saturday. They'll play tomorrow, and then we won't see them again uh, until next Saturday when they take on the Vegas Golden Knights. But there's, of course, been a lot of talk over the past week or so uh, about the offense struggling, the power play struggling, and, and with that comes the talk and, and a little bit of action taken as well for some line changes throughout the Stars roster. And, and of course, we've seen some movement already. But there's been a lot of people out there, and I know even people yesterday on Twitter and in the YouTube comments as well, flirting with the idea or at least saying the Stars should consider reuniting Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn on the same line. Uh, and we all know what these guys are capable of when they play together. I mean, just last season, we saw these guys spending a lot of time together on the ice with you know a guy like Alexander Radulov, who wasn't necessarily the most effective player last season. But just a few short seasons ago, I mean, those three were one of the best lines in the NHL. I mean, it was similar to how we feel now about the robertson hintz Pavelski line, although maybe this Ben Radulov second line, maybe a step or two down from there. But still, uh, when those three guys were at the top of their game, it, it was hard to stop those three. But I mean, even if it wasn't Radulov, I mean, several years ago, Patrick Eves, Jason Spezza was in there every now and then, Cody Eakin. Some of those players a little bit memorable, more memorable and a little bit better than others. But still, I mean, it didn't really matter who was getting cycled in to play alongside Sagan and Ben. They still found a way to be effective and typically found a way to elevate the play of the third member of their respective line. And I think that maybe we, we could see that again if Coach Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff look to make that move. We all know that Jamie Benn is having an extraordinary season, a season that I don't think a ton of us saw coming, a season that we were hoping for and wishing for, hoping that we could see more scoring, more production from the Stars captain. And he's delivered on just that. He's already surpassed his point total from last season. He has 47, had 46 last year. He's set to have his first 50-point season since 2019. Uh, the Renaissance the is alive and well, and he's actually been one of the few players who's been a, a decent producer since the All-Star break. I think 
He and Rope Hints are first and second on the team in points since the Stars have come back from the All-Star break. So we know what Jamie Benn is capable of this season. And while Tyler Sagan has been a little bit up and down, his play has fluctuated throughout the majority of the year, we've seen what he can do when he's surrounded by great talent. Uh, we saw him sub for Rope Hints on the top line for a little bit uh, a while back, playing alongside Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski. And I think that's the best Sagan has looked all season, which in my eyes is proof that he still has plenty left in the tank, plenty left to offer, but it can really only be on display if he's around guys that you know are a little bit better and can produce a little bit better than the likes of a Mason Marchman, a Roddick Foxa, a Denis Gurionov, which, I mean, those guys just aren't the offensive producers that we've wanted them to be this season. Somehow at this point, Roddick Foxa is the best goal scorer of those three, uh, which I never would have thought I would have said at any point this year, but here we are. And that's just where this team lies at, at this juncture of the campaign. But I do think it could be really intriguing to see Sagan and Ben get reunited and have them play alongside Wyatt Johnston, just because we want to see Ben play with some new teammates. I do think that there is some value in keeping he and Wyatt Johnston together because when they've shared the ice, they've been very, very good. And I think that's been a huge piece of Wyatt Johnston's development this season to, to being the player that he's been playing alongside the Stars captain. I think that playing alongside Jamie has gotten the most out of him. And I think Ben's game has benefited from that as well, playing alongside a guy like Johnston, who it has a little bit more bounce in his step being only 19 years old, but also a guy who he can set up because we all know why Johnston has a mean shot. But we also know we saw it uh, that one of the setup passes, um, I believe, against the Minnesota Wild. Jamie Ben scored that goal to get that game tied. A, a beautiful pass from Wyatt Johnston. We know that he can be a facilitator as well. We've just seen a little bit more goal scoring from him this season, maybe than we would have expected based on what we saw in junior play. But, it, I mean, just think about the idea of seeing a Ben Johnston Sagan line or some mixture there. It doesn't necessarily have to be in that order because I think you could shuffle those three guys around and you could still get pretty good results out of those three. It could be a really fun trio. I think it would probably provide a little bit of a spark to the lineup to see the two offensive veterans, Ben and Sagan, getting back together. You have to imagine the fans would like to see it, that first goal that they score together. I think especially if it's at a home game, the building would erupt. And it would just be, I think, a good sign for the team to see that, you know, two guys who are probably considered leaders in the locker room to get that chemistry back and to help get that spark lit for the team as they head to the final stretch as the race is starting to get tighter and tighter day by day in the Central Division with Winnipeg, Colorado, and even Minnesota still lingering around fighting for the top spots in the central division. And so maybe this is the necessary step going forward to help get the team headed back in the right direction. Because at this point, I feel like if you're the stars coaching staff, you, you really are, are willing to try just about anything to help get this team out of the funk and, and get them back to their typical scoring ways. And even if it's not a permanent change, which if it goes well, I don't see why it couldn't be. I think it's at least worth trying and maybe just seeing how it looks one night or even just part of a game. And if you don't like what you see, break it up and then maybe work on it a little bit more in practice if there still are signs of promise. And I know it's easier said than done. And uh, the coaches have their method of how they want the lineup to look. And we're, of course, going to touch on that in a second, because as great as this trio might could be, I think that there's some flaws that come with it as well. 
not just for that line, but also for the rest of the Stars roster. And we're actually going to talk about that here in a second. But first, we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to some of our sponsors. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet on up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-point shots drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that follow button or the subscribe button, whether it's on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube. Continuing to talk about some of the line changes that, that maybe we could see, and I know a lot of Stars fans would like to see get made with this team and where they stand at this point in the season. The offense struggling. They're, they're not getting more than one or two goals a game. Maybe getting to overtime, but not able to execute in overtime. And talking about the idea of maybe seeing Ben and Sagan reunited, we've seen them play some minutes in overtime together. Again, a lot of those situations have not ended great for this team. And, and I think it could be intriguing to see them get back together in the five-on-five. Five. I think there's a lot to like with them playing alongside a youngster like Wyatt Johnston. But th this change would not come without some, some problems uh, and some bumps in the road. And, and I think that some of these are reasons are you know, the cause for why this maybe hasn't happened yet, given where the team is at. And I think one of the biggest parts of it has to do with the stars and the faceoff dot. If you make this line, you have three faceoff guys playing on this line uh, with you know Ben, Sagan, and Johnston, the two main guys being Ben and Sagan, not necessarily you know, the biggest issue or the, the end all be all, but the stars are one of the best faceoff teams in the NHL. And they've been just that for the past handful of seasons. And I think that that's something that they pride themselves on and it, it can come up big in important games or close games. You win some faceoffs late in your own zone. You're able to clear defensively, or you win a faceoff in your own zone or in the offensive zone late in the game. And maybe that sets up a scoring opportunity to help your team get the win, and especially in overtime, uh, we all know how valuable the faceoffs can be in that five-minute extra, you know, three-on-three -three period. And, and sometimes that's been the downfall of the Stars is they don't win the faceoff in OT, and then they, you know, go on to lose because they don't even possess the puck. And so it, it's one of those things where the Stars are really good at it. So it kind of is a big deal, but at the same time, maybe not the end of the world. But it, it could be problematic at least at this point, given the personnel that the Stars have available. In their lineup, we all know that the Stars are currently without their forward Luke Glenn Denning, a bottom six guy, but a guy who still provides a ton of value on the penalty kill, but also at the faceoff dot. He is second on the team in faceoff win percentage, 58.9, not too far behind Jamie Benn, who's at 59.5%. I mean, just an absolute machine is Luke Glenn Denning at the faceoff dot. And one of the most underrated aspects of this team is his ability to win in those situations. I think he's far and away the, the leader in face-off face wins 
on the penalty kill when the team is shorthanded, but he can also do it very well at the five-on-five level as well. And so if you make this move and put Ben and Sagan together with Johnston, that's probably your second line. Then you're looking at a bottom six that's without really much face-off power. Of course, you have Roddick Foxa down there, who's also uh, you know around the top five in face-off win percentage. But then after that, things start to get a little bit tricky because you look at this team and Sagan and Ben are the team leaders in face-offs taken. Sagan has taken 709 face-offs this season while Jamie Ben has taken 610. And so then you're kind of at the point where you have those two guys on a line together. You have White Johnston, who hasn't taken as many face-offs as I thought, but he can still take them every now and then, and he's a guy that I think the team would trust in that situation. You have the top line that has Hintz and Pavelski, then you have Roddick Foxa, but then it's kind of like, who else are you sending out there to go and win face-offs if your bottom six lines are out there? Guys like Ty Delandria have only taken 114 face-offs this season. I think Delandria is 49%, which is a pretty decent number given that small sample size. But is that really a guy that you would want out there? And then right next below him, the next closest guy is Mason, Mason Marchment at 25 attempts at the face-off this season. You're really just kind of grasping for straws at that point. And you're probably not going to win a ton of face-offs with a group of players that, I mean, let's face it, are already struggling to score on offense. And so if they can't really get a lot going and they're not winning face-offs, I mean, that's just going to be several consecutive minutes of just not very effective hockey. You might have some guys with some speed or physicality out there, but if you're not winning face-offs, you're probably not generating a good, a good amount of looks at the net in the offensive zone. Uh, you're maybe even giving up more scoring opportunities defensively because you can't win win the draw in your own zone. You can't clear, and you allow the other team to get those shots on net. So, again, it might be something that's easily overlooked when thinking about these things, but it's something that you know that the Stars and their coaching staff take very, very seriously because, again, they're so good at winning these face-offs. They pride themselves on it. I don't think that that's something that they want to put in jeopardy. We know Glenn Denning will probably be back, hopefully, sometime Throughout the end of this season, last I saw, he was listed week to week. But if you ask me, he can't get back soon enough because I think that would help smooth some things out where you could have Foxa and Glenn Denning maybe separated and not on the same line and have those guys be the go-to face-off dudes in those situations. And then you could have a Delandria be a backup in that situation. And then, of course, maybe whoever the team looks to add at the trade deadline Maybe they're a good goal scorer, a guy who can play a wing position somewhere in the middle six. But if they also happen to be good at the faceoff dot, would not be the worst thing in the world and certainly uh, would help add to the team depth in that regard. But losing faceoffs is not going to be something that's going to help benefit this team. And my fear is that if you put those three together, that's something that we could see arise. So it, it makes it really tricky. And again, it's something that can be overlooked. But I think with you know, one of the few things the stars have done good, regardless of if they're winning or losing games, they're always good in the faceoff dot. And putting those three guys together could leave the rest of the roster hanging out to dry just a little bit. And we could see a, a lack of production and maybe a, a lack of stopping goals if that were to happen. Again, that's just speculation. I'm not saying that that would for sure happen. That's just the way I see things shaping out. We're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll continue to talk about the reuniting of Sagan and Ben. Maybe we could see them play on the power play together. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. 
With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's close out this Tuesday episode of Locked on Stars. We potentially could see Sagan and Ben reunited five on five. Maybe it could happen. Maybe it couldn't. There's a lot that goes into it outside of just needing scoring. You also need to win in the faceoff dot. So maybe that eliminates the idea of seeing them play together. But maybe, just maybe, we could see some movement in the Stars power play units. And just perhaps we could see Ben and Sagan get put together on the power play. Uh, it's no secret that the Stars power play is, is lacking. They haven't scored since the All-Star break. The five-on-five five offense is bad. Really, anything that the Stars have done offensively has not been going swimmingly for them over the past couple of weeks, and, and especially the power play. That was such a strong point for this team early on in the season. I mean, they were one of those teams that were you know consistently hovering around the top five in penalty kill percentage and in power play percentage. And while the penalty kill has certainly still been very good, the power play, as we all know, has started to fall off just a little bit and starting to trickle down past the top 10 and starting to fall around the middle of the pack in terms of percentage. So perhaps we are due for some changes on the man advantage personnel. And I think maybe we could see Ben and Sagan use that chemistry that they have and be placed together somewhere on the power play, whether that's moving Ben to the second unit, moving Sagan somewhere up to the first unit. I mean, again, this is something that I'm sure the coaches have thought about, and maybe we'll see it come up sometime soon. But again, it's easier said than done. But I really think that they could benefit from it because even when the power play was at an all-time high, it was really that top unit that was getting most of the goals. And that second unit had its moments, but really just outside of Sagan, didn't have too many guys that you were just holding your breath, waiting to see what they would do in those situations. So I think maybe there could be some benefit of maybe moving Sagan up to that top unit. Maybe you put Rope Hintz on the second unit, but maybe you move someone else along there with them. Maybe you put Pavelski on the second unit and you move Johnson and Sagan to the first. I'm not saying it has to be that exact combination of players move, but I think that that's something that you could consider just, just to try it out. Because again, you're not getting goals with the guys that you currently have lined out there at their current positions and the you know the people that you have out there at unit one and unit two so in my mind if it's not going to continue to work you may as well try something different and see if you can get these older stars player veterans like sagan and ben to get some chemistry back and again help light that fire under this team to help get them pointed back in the right direction and, and i mean i think this is kind of like you know what we keep saying about overtime. You just got to get that one overtime win, and then things will finally likely start to roll your way. I think once the team gets that first power play goal back from the All-Star break, 
they're finally going to see a lot more of those start to go in. And maybe it just starts with a shuffling of the personnel. And Wednesday, in my mind, tomorrow's game, a great opportunity to do so going up against the second, or excuse me, the 22nd ranked power penalty kill again in the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that allows a lot of goals, not great goaltending, not great defense, not great penalty killing, but a team that also does commit quite a few penalties could be a fantastic opportunity to break out some new looks and then in turn get that momentum that you so desperately need and so desperately desire and help regain that lead in the central division. Because when this team's at their best, they're scoring in the five on five and they're also scoring on the power play. It's not my job to sit here and say, you know, everything I say is fact and this is what the coaches should do. But I agree with many of you in that it could be certainly worth a try. And I think worth looking into trying to reunite Sagan and Ben to some degree. Maybe it doesn't work, but I think it's worth at least looking into for at least one, two, maybe even three games to see if anything comes of it. Because at this point, you just got to try anything to string together some wins, string together some two-point outings. Because again, the stars are starting to slip a little bit. And if they're not careful, they could find themselves not necessarily looking outside of a playoff spot. I think they're just about a lock to get into the playoffs somewhere, but they might could be kissing goodbye to that number one seed in the division and even the number one seed in the Western Conference. And I mean, the, the closer you can get to having home ice advantage and the longer in the playoffs you can have home ice advantage, you certainly do want that because the Western Conference is wide open. It's going to be a tough playoffs, maybe not as tough as out East, but still, I feel like at this point, anyone in the West could be anybody in a best of seven playoff series, at least the teams that are in at this moment. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Leave a like, leave a comment, letting me know if you want to see Sagan and Ben get reunited or if you have any other roster movement ideas that you would like to see implemented by the team and their coaching staff. Follow us on social media at Locked on Stars, Instagram and Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter account. You can find me on there. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in and we'll be back tomorrow getting you set for everything you need to know before the Stars take on the Chicago Blackhawks. And of course, we'll probably be talking about Patrick Kane a little bit as well. There might be some more updates on him to share. You just never know at this point in the season with how close we are to the trade deadline and stories coming out, rumors starting to circulate all over Twitter that there could be some more developments in where Patrick Kane could end up come early March. But I hope you guys have a great Tuesday and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow. 